The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowd from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. All of our readings kind of deal with the same theme today. They deal with the disconnect between the human and the divine. And so, as we know, there were a lot of divorces that happened in the Garden of, of Eden. So our first parents, they were completely in harmony with everything. They were in harmony with everyone. They were in harmony with one another. They were in harmony with God. They were in harmony with the rest of creation. And they were in harmony with themselves. That's just how human beings were initially created. And at the fall, when our first parents sinned, what we call the original sin, which is a part of our Catholic anthropology, this created a great divorce. And so there became this disconnect in those four primary areas of communion. So there became this divide between God and humanity. We weren't able to perceive God. It was harder to be in communion with God, be in relationship with God. More difficult. It was harder to be in relationship with other people. 
It was harder to be in relationship with the rest of creation, and it was harder to be in relationship with self. And so today I'd like to talk about that last one that I just mentioned, which is the relationship with self and also the relationship with God. I think as human beings, we have a tendency to oscillate between two dispositions, both of which are, are on the scale of pride. And one of them is kind of an overconfidence and maybe almost a cockiness that we have in our own capacities. We feel like we can do anything and we feel maybe a, a sense of judgment from time to time over others. How is this person doing this? How is this person doing this? You know, if it were me, I would do, I would do this. Or we go into things just kind of with a fairly high opinion of ourselves, maybe without even recognizing that we have that. And then on the other side of the scale, we, we have this disposition, which is also based in pride, which is, I'm horrible at everything. I'm, I, I'm no good. I am always messing up everything. I'm not good at anything. And those are kind of two extremes. You see those in the high school, at the high school level, by the way, pretty frequently. They're kind of manifested as, as human beings are, are coming to understand who they are. But this is true of adults, too. And so we have from Isaiah the prophet this beautiful image that he has where he sees the glory of God. And the glory of God is so spectacular. And it moves Isaiah so much, this vision that he has, that he immediately recognizes that he is incapable and he... he he feels his own, un woe is me, I'm doomed. I'm a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. And so he's, he's got this disposition of just kind of wanting to get away from God and God's purity. And then God touches his mouth with tongs from the altar. Very beautiful. See how this has touched your lips and the wickedness is removed, your sins are purged. Fast forward to the Gospel and we have Peter the Apostle who, after seeing Jesus perform this miracle, after he'd been up and trying to catch fish all day, he knows that there's nothing going on in the lake that day, in the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Gennesaret, those are the same places. And Jesus has them pull, pull uh, up this huge, huge lift of fish, pounds and pounds and pounds to the point where the net's almost about to break. And so Peter falls on his knees and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And so anytime that we ask Jesus to depart from us, it's probably there's something that's not good going on. 
And so in, in both instances, there's this recognition that I am not worthy to be in communion with God. And there's almost a contempt of the humanity in both of those situations of those people. And I think this, on a very practical level, actually holds back a lot of us from accepting God into our lives in a very deep way. We, we can tend to have this contempt for our own humanity. God can be in this person or that person. Yeah, so-and-so is very holy. But God isn't like that to me. Why doesn't God ever speak to me? There's this kind of lack of belief that God has actually married humanity and married the flesh like Jesus did in the Incarnation. So we almost don't want to believe that God can be so close to us. It's kind of a scary reality. And Jesus, and in the case of Isaiah, Jesus says, it's not about you. This is really important. It's not about you. And so nowadays we talk about, actually when I was growing up as a kid, it was, it was like the, the main phraseology was self-esteem. That was kind of a buzzword when I was growing up. And there was a big fear among the parenting community. And it was very popular to talk about. The, the fear was, well, wh- what, if, what if I raise my child with low self-esteem? As though, as though there's this kind of like formula of parenting and you got to just kind of make sure that you don't mess this up because then they'll just be, they'll be doomed and they won't have confidence in themselves the rest of their lives. And now we talk about it in different ways and um, similar mindsets though. And we, we feel that our, our children are tremendously fragile and we talk about mental health in different ways. And I think the reality that's being touched upon in today's scriptures are really, really important. We are very broken as human beings, but that does not mean that we should not be completely, completely confident in God and His work in our lives. And we should value the beauty of our humanity because we are made in God's image and likeness. And so we're not called to make some kind of mental, um, some kind of mental vision of who we are that we find ourselves confident in. We should be looking to the way that Jesus looks at Peter. How is God viewing me right now? Because that is objective reality, and that is not based in any form of disordered pride. How is Jesus looking at Peter? How is God the Father looking at Isaiah? How is Jesus looking at Paul? In the second reading. Paul completely understands this. 
For I'm the least of the apostles. Last of all, as, and I love this line, as one born abnormally. It's just kind of a great line from Paul. He appeared to me. For I am least of the apostles. I'm not fit to be called an apostle. apostle. Yeah, that is actually true. Because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me has not been ineffective. God asks us to see ourselves through his own lens, to recognize that he has called us. We don't give ourselves our dignity, and we don't have to build ourselves up. God has already created us with an immense dignity, and we are weak and we are fallen. But God still works through us. Peter was a complete disaster. But God chose him. The emphasis is not on us giving ourselves our identities. The emphasis is on God who gives us our identity. Jesus, we ask you to help us to see ourselves through your eyes and through the eyes of God the Father. Help us to not overly fixate on our faults, but to admit them honestly and move on. When we commit sins and we do things um, that we know are displeasing to you, even when we do those things intentionally, help us to just... Admit it, confess it, and move on. Help us to not dwell on the lacking of our own capacities, but to let go in humility and recognize how capable of, that you yourself are, how great you are, and your capacity to work through us and to even do miracles through us, Lord. Help us to see ourselves through your eyes. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.